Welcome back to the podcast, The Rock Weekly. Weekly. Uh, let's try that again, shall we? <laughs> it was. I don't see why it was perfect. Just okay, fine. It. You know what? I'll leave it in. Whatever. Welcome back to the podcast, The Rock Weekly podcast that talks about rock and metal news, updates, current events, and everything in between. With me this week is a very special guest that we haven't had on in a few months. Push it up, roses. Say hello, roses. Hey everyone, it's me, Pushing Up Roses, I'm back. That's right, we got someone special here because it's a special, unique episode. For those who are unaware, the 2020 nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame have been announced, and we are going to run them down because there is quite the variety on this list. I'm excited. I am too. excited. Um, there's already been um, some positive and negative responses from some of the bands who what they think <laughs> about the hall of fame that's as polite as i can put it Indeed. however exactly <laughs> so if you go to rockhall.com or if you are on getrock.net i'll have a picture of all the nominees we'll go through them one by one but just if you want to see like the entire list we have it there too that being said we're just going to jump right into it so last year they had um they had a few repeats and that also is the same for 2020 i'm just going to do the quick count four five six seven eight nine ten 16 total nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And overall, I think it's a good selection. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. It covers a wide variety of different genres and different time frames, which is very difficult to do sometimes. So let's just jump into it. So this is going to be alphabetical, I think. That works. Yeah, I think. It, yeah. Yeah, yes, it is. It is technically alphabetical. It's just a little. It yeah. yeah, it's just very awkwardly labeled out so very the very first one uh pat benatar fuck yeah how is she I not agree. already in there i i admit when i saw that i'm like oh she's not in there yet i thought I, that was the one where i was kind of shocked she wasn't in yet so that that happens to me every year i'll find out the nominees and i'll just react like i i how are these people not in there right or, i think I don't. I, that happens more and more often now it's just because Rock and Roll Hall of Fame does limit how many they put in every year, but there are right. some names you scratch your head and go, wait, why aren't they? Yeah, and that that makes me question, like, who is in the Rock and Roll? Who is in there? I like, I don't know who's in there, actually. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, oh, I did that last year, like a little over a year ago, and like looking through all the names, it's like, man, if you think this is variety, just the 2020 nominees, take us some time to go to rockhall.com and look who is actually in the Hall of Fame. There are some names like, yeah, ob obviously, absolutely. And then there are some other names you go in there going, what? Yes. Yeah. Just total left field. But Pat Benatar is a hard yes for me. Absolutely yes. should be in there. I, I mean, love, love is love is a battlefield alone. You know, just that does it for me. She's such a hard ass. You know, you listen she to her music and, and she's she fiction, you know? She is. And she was and she was at a time too where that like really stood out. Yeah, definitely. Because there, there were not many women out. doing what she. Yeah, there were not many yeah. women doing what she was trying to do. Yeah, just hit me with your best shot. I just it's mm -hmm. it, that's one of the more mainstream songs, but she says it with such conviction. Yeah, yeah and that was earlier in her career too. It. That was 1980. <laughs> yeah, she's been yeah. On, she's been around for a long time now. So the, I, think, is. I feel this is deserved. Yeah. Also, I love she is such like a tough woman. Like she is fearless. Five foot tall. Uh, what? Mm hmm. Five foot tall. Five foot nothing. Well, symbolically, she's like she's seven a, foot. She's like a fierce something. little lightning bolt in a, a compact little package. But yeah, you unleash wow. that bottle and it's just nothing but like electricity and fire everywhere. Yeah, damn straight. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Is Blondie in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? 
That is a great question. I believe yes. Let me double okay. check for you now. We're gonna do this all the podcast too. Who is Vladi? Roll Hall of Fame. Like I hate to compare because they are different, and Deborah Harry and Pat Benatar are very yeah. different. They seem to be the most comparable when people yeah. talk about strong women in rock at that time, uh -huh. especially in the eighties. But I'm just yes. curious. Blondie was put in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2006, inter oh. uh, inducted by, or given the introductory speech by Shirley Manson of Garbage. Oh, that's so perfect, though. That's like that. awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. smart. That's how you do it. So. What's also cool, if anyone's interested, a lot of the uh, acceptance speeches are put on YouTube. Yes, I love listening to Trent Reznor's uh, speech <laughs> for The Cure. Oh, we're going to get to Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I bet. That's so great. <laughs> oh, so great. Yeah, like that's, oh, there's so much to get to. But yeah, again, I think we both agree Pat Penetari belongs in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Okay, so I think like at the end, like what I did last year when I was asking bands about this, like... You have to limit yourself to five if, like, say, only five get in. Mm -hmm. So that's what the difficult thing is because you can't just say yes to 10 of them out of 16 and expect all of them to get in. And that's what sucks, too. It does so. suck. It does suck. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back. So, following Pat Benatar, <laughs> let me pull up the right thing. We have Dave Matthews Band. Uh, this, you know what? This is a hard one. And it's hard to look at this list and, <sighs> and kind of express who doesn't deserve it because I think worth is very is an interesting concept worth is abstract right so yeah, i don't really is, know who does yeah i don't know if i can say who deserves it because maybe all of these bands in their own way deserve recognition absolutely dave, uh, dave matthews not not one of my favorite bands but they are kind of a phenomenon in their own genre i guess they which are. can be called bro rock that's what i would call dave <sighs> matthews uh i i find myself singing their songs in my head sometimes and then <laughs> reacting to myself like Ugh, steve matthews <laughs> did anyone hear me oh my goodness <laughs> right uh they actually have a song i really like called don't drink the water which is a protest song and i thought that had great kind of energy dave matthews voice reminds me of peter gabriel there's good things to to be had Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can see them in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yet. I, That's I'm how not I am understanding too. it. Yeah, I'm just yes. not understanding it. That's all. You know, I don't yeah, hate them. Exactly. But... <laughs> I have nothing against Dave Matthews Band. However, yeah. I am also of the same concept of they have been around since the early 90s where they actually had name value. They still tour and sell out arenas based yeah. solely on the success and strength of those 90s hits. That's true. They've they've got lasting power. They That's do. Sure. And like those like with Crash, the album with Crash into me on it, you know? Yeah. I mean, that alone sparked the entire acoustic guitar playing college bro phenomenon yeah. that took over and like uh, just so many different qualities of like that kind of it broadcasted into rock a little bit too like actual rock stations were playing Crash into me and things like that on the radio. And this is a it's a good song too. However, yeah. I like it, yeah. Oh, yeah, but there's they haven't done much since the '90s, and they're still going, and they're still touring. I I'm not gonna say like oh never to Dave Matthews right. Band, but if I had to pick someone who's on this list and not going this time, I would say no to Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, I like I respect their their nominee, but I'm not sure I would agree with putting them in there at this time. Uh, exactly. Have you ever 
noticed that bands with very little or novelty controversy get poked fun at a lot, yes, kind of like 100%. in the rock and roll world. I feel like that happened with Dave Matthews. They're, they have some good songs, some good music. Dave Matthews is kind of exaggeratory singer. They've had very little controversy, and the controversy they had is is kind of novel slash amusing. Yeah. Uh, there's always the story of how they're tour truck dumped all of their fecal matter into the Chicago river and hit a bar right. at a fair. And it's like that kind of controversy. And the, yeah. and the less kind of badass you are like Nickelback or Dave Matthews, the less badass you are, the more you get made fun of. And like, it's memed. true. And I mean, I this like is like the happen. type of rock and roll. Your mom would be okay with you listening to if you had yes. the strict church mom. Yes. But at the same time, I do, I do like some of their songs like I said, I like don't drink the water. I think it's mm-hmm. very, um, which is kind of ironic since they dumped all their fecal matter in our water. I'm not drinking <laughs> that water. Don't drink that water. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a pertinent protest song and it's got feeling behind it. So I, I do like them. They just kind of confuse me for a rock and a hall of fame, but you know, I think, yeah, I totally get what you're saying too. I mean, they have the numbers behind them. They have the success. I am aware they have a big fan base. However, it's like the most, they do. It's also the most (laughs) passive fan base. Like, I feel like even Dave Matthews band fans would be like, oh, they didn't make it. Okay. Are they coming? Are they coming in a few months? All right. You know, like no emotion, just no, nothing about it. They're just there. That's, oh, Dave Matthews band's my favorite band. Okay. I'll take a number two with a large fry. Thank you. (laughs) And that's it. It's part of their regular everyday. Like no emotion, just part of their lives. Yep. That's like that's the music vote. That's what the music they make, though. And there's nothing wrong with that. However, I would say just this for 2020, I would say no. I'd say no for 2020. Yeah, I'm okay. I am in agreement agreement there. Yeah. Okay. So that's very fair. Uh, we won't kick around Dave Matthews band too much because they don't really deserve it. They haven't done. Yeah, I don't think I don't bad. think they deserve it at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, most I just... like most like you were saying, most of the controversy they have and stuff like that wasn't really even their fault. So yeah, it's you know. so minor. It's yeah. So minor. Yeah, insignificant stuff. However, a band I know you are 100% going to be on board for getting inducted is Depeche Mode. Yes, Depeche Mode. Yes, 100% Depeche Mode. I didn't know that they weren't in there already. I didn't either. Um, Amazing band, amazing staying power, uh, innovative, inspiring to other bands. Uh, A lot of my friends Mm -hmm. kind of got into the techno slash um kind of dancey scene synth scene because of depeche mode and i'm not yeah. saying that the first band to have ever done it but they got it in to the mainstream pretty well they did and, and not only did they get it in like they made it timeless too their music is still yeah. easily playable in 2019 and not feeling like it's dated or anything like that they were way yeah. ahead of the curve on making electronic and synth- synthesized music with what they were doing yeah I love Dave Gahan's voice. It's mm-hmm. very there. You know, they're one of those sexy bands to me. <laughs> I have not heard that description for Depeche Mode before. Okay. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna sell this on you like right now. <laughs> what are you gonna sell me? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Hundred dollars? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh man. Um, so you're gonna be yeah, saying Depeche it just Mode. can't get enough for all the right reasons now. <laughs> No, so they they kind of came onto the scene with this very poppy kind of uh, mm-hmm. kind of eighty synth music, and then they went into this very sensual sound. Dave Gahan really leaned into his voice yeah. uh, with "Stripped," and there's a song, and I I want you all to go listen to it after this podcast. It's called uh, "Only When I Lose." Oh, sorry, yeah, "Only When I Lose Myself with Someone Else." It'll come up if you Google that. Trust me. 
Mm-hmm. amazingly sexual song really sensual stuff um huh. i always i always tell people that depeche mode is an aphrodisiac band for me huh. yeah yeah i just i i love them so much i saw them in concert amazing energy in concert david that Conn, always heard. spinning and being you know sexual he's just he's just depeche moding it up you know that's just how they do um, be careful yeah, how you say that because there's gonna be a lot of angry bros gonna try to crash the depeche mode concerts now Oh Lord, I hope not. Ooh, the women are into this, are all right, Chad, Kyle. We're gonna get some chicks <laughs> <Chad>. tonight. Chad, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, for bringing in their yeah. red cup solo cup beers. They actually bring in red solo cups too, and they're just so out of place in their tank tops and like the weird gelled <laughs> hair. And everyone oh, else yeah. is either wearing completely black or off shades of black. Yes. Um, if you are someone like me, who is a not quite recovered goth kind of alternative, I like wearing kind of eccentric clothing, you will fit in at a Depeche Mode concert. Yeah. Those are your people. Those are my also, people, your people. Yeah. Also, Depeche people. Mode, they're, that seems like in a very inviting concert to you. Like you're not like you yes. just come as you are. I feel like that's one you're safe no matter what. Yeah. And it doesn't like, obviously a lot of people dress the part because that's kind of, yeah. you know, that's part of it. Depeche Mode is a very visual band. And uh, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you dress. As soon as they start playing um, crap, not crap. I didn't. I don't mean they play crap. What was <laughs> coming up next with their it's... new single? <laughs> crap. <laughs> no, uh, grabbing hands, grab all they can. People will know that song. I know what you're everybody, talking about, yeah. everybody sings in when that song starts playing, and the energy is amazing. So Depeche Mode, hard yes. Mm-hmm. I would uh, say yes too. I mean, last year was the cure. How great yeah. of a moment that was for them getting accepted. This year, Depeche Mode. Also, that adds legitimacy to the variety of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, it's a smart choice too. Yeah. It's not only a good choice, but it's a smart choice. Yes. So I'm agreeing with you there. I think Depeche Mode more than worthy. Adds variety to the names. I think that's a good choice for that. It's smart. Oh, I'm excited for this next. For this mm. next nominee, though. Next, um, completely different from Depeche Mode. Well, the fan bases might have some similarities, but not quite the same sound. The Doobie Brothers. Oh my God, the Doobie Brothers. Oh, this love-hate relationship I have with you, Doobie okay. Brothers. Why do you have a love-hate relationship with the Doobie Brothers of all bands? Because it's <laughs> it's Michael McDonald, man. Like, yeah, his voice. I don't know. I love it. But also, it's kind of like, you know, it's like that. It's like it's a very warbly type yeah. vocal. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I don't know. I can see. I remember my dad, like when he had the classic rock station on when I was pretty young. He would have said Doobie Brothers and turn it up a little bit. And except, <laughs> oh it, God, like, and I kept it. And all I remember thinking as a kid was going, "This song's been going on for a long time," and it was just nothing. <laughs> And I have no idea when the song ended. And that's the Doobie Brothers from my childhood. And now that I'm older, I know I'm more aware of what the Doobie Brothers are, obviously. But that's just right. always is going to stick out with my head. It's like for like a young child trying to listen to Doobie Brothers, it's like, what's is this? What's going on? You know what happened with the Doobie Brothers? I have a I have an idea of what happened here because they have these classic songs like listen to the music that was Mm -hmm. a classic dad song all your dad's like that's i like that song and then something changed formula wise 
And they kind of went this Chicago route. You know how Chicago had great songs in the mm-hmm. 70s? And then you hit yes. the 80s and Peter Cetera took over and it's all awful. Yeah, money got <laughs> I, involved, I think, in some of that. Yes. I, think, <laughs> I think like Doobie Brothers, Jefferson Starship slash Airplane slash Starship. Um, yeah, I was going to say they, Jefferson Starship especially. Especially. It's just an evolution problem to me. Yeah. So they start out with these classic and they try to keep up, which is good. That's smart. Moody Blues did that. Mm-hmm. But also you change your sound. You kind of, eh, I don't know. So early yeah. Doobie Brothers, I do enjoy. But like, I, I don't want to listen to What a Fool Believes anymore. With yeah. like, <laughs> I get like the way I see it, like, a band like Kiss is iconic. However, yeah. over the many, many years they've been around, Kiss has tried to follow, hop on trends and evolve to what's popular. And it was a cataclysmic failure. Yes. When they tried to do that. They, Kiss bit. had their hair metal days. Kiss had their grunge days. They tried it all. <sighs> so I'm not saying the Doobie Brothers did, went that far, but the Doobie right. Brothers definitely fizzled out. And I don't know if... It's hard to say I'm not against them going in, but if I had to narrow it down, I would say no for 2020. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of struggling with that because I'm I'm thinking back to their kind of more classic songs from the 70s and the, I would on this list specifically, I would say no. Right. Um but that's only because I believe that there are better options here. That's a good way to put it, yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's a fair way to put it too. Nothing against it, it's just how it is. Next on the list, though, is one of the two um, left field choices that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction always has, Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Oh, my goodness. It's like a pretty hard yes for me, honestly, because uh, she's just a part of everyone's life. Like my childhood, growing up, she spanned, you know. 80s and early, even early 90s too, yeah, Whitney yeah. Houston was everywhere. In a time where so much music was arriving, like new music was changing and arriving, Whitney Houston not only stayed consistent, she was iconic for her voice and for yes. her delivery and everything. We're yes. And before people leave comments, yes, we're aware of all the outside of the music um, yes. events that happen with Whitney Houston. That's not what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is usually about. They usually completely ignore that, no matter who the artist is, usually. Yeah, and and I feel like in this case, it is a tragic, a tragedy. It is. um, I'm not going to sit around and knock Whitney Houston for her problems, uh, to be quite frank. But just in terms of the music and being a a complete icon and having these memorable songs that just will never go away, you know? Um, The Bodyguard will be played in 2085 for the 100-year anniversary. Or whatever year it was, and it'll still be remembered that way. Robots will be singing it in the street. Yeah, even some of her like kind of earlier pop stuff. How will I know? Even before like I want to dance with somebody, they're very memorable uh, to me and happy. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's just happy pop music uh, with somebody with an amazing voice and iconic. And yeah, my, my aunt Carol was a big fan of her, so mm-hmm. I think she had like one of her concerts recorded and everything. It's just great stuff you know right so that's a hard yes i i don't okay. know if anybody could say no to whitney houston okay see i'm on the fence i would not say no but like it's just with this year i don't know how i feel like i would not be against it at all you just, just have looking. you just have better you have other i choices. have other picks that i would if i have to narrow it down to five i would put above whitney houston so i would say yes however i don't know if they'll make my five if that makes sense 
Yeah, that's tough now that I'm relooking at it. Yeah, see, that's wow. that's where I kind of add too. So I don't know. Well, my biases are going to come in for sure. Yeah, well, that's everyone, you know. though. That's going to be, <laughs> that's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, just the yeah. motto, pretty much. We pick who we want to pick. You don't have a say. Yeah, exactly. Following up, Whitney Houston is, once again, multiple times nominated, but never inducted, Judas Priest. I'm on, I'm going to piss people off or something. I'm Ooh. on the fence with Judas Priest. Okay. Um, and I don't dislike them. I saw them in concert last year. Mm -hmm. and great as always and flashy and fun uh i just i don't i don't know honestly if i like enough of their music to be like yeah yeah they should totes be in there um but then again they're they're also very iconic they are and i i don't know i don't i don't know i don't know what my parameters are anymore (laughs) yeah i i'm leaning towards yeah hard yes just because they had staying power even when their music wasn't that great. They still were a dominant name. That's true. That's true. And, and they, like I said, I just saw them last year. So yeah, because they just had a big band. album come out last year, and it was great. Like it, it, it sold well too. Like that was like kind of their re, not rebirth, but like another rejuvenation for them. And they're mm-hmm. still to- they were still touring this year. They're probably going to tour next year too. I saw them this year at a big festival. When uh, Rob Halford, who I believe is 70, I could be wrong, I'll look up his age in a second, can ride a motorcycle on stage and just leave the motorcycle there for the entire show and just say, no one touch it, and he just starts to go to work. I'm sorry, that's one of the coolest, most (laughs) awesome moments just to see something like that, too. That is true. He did come out on the motorcycle, and it was was pretty awesome. Yeah, Yeah. so not many people can get away with that. Rob (laughs) Halford is uh, 68 years old. Excuse me. I had no idea he was that old. That's Mm -hmm. incredible. Again, uh, uh, Judas Priest goes back a long, long way. So like, people don't realize just how far like their music goes back. I want to see when the debut came out. I was think... that 70s or I want to yes. say 70s. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the band was formed in late 60s, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, come on. I'm pretty sure the first album came out in like early 70s. I'm going to. My timeline for bands before my time is always a little bit off. Oh, yeah, totally. I get that. Which, which makes sense. But yeah. Uh, discography. 1974 was the debut. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Rock and roll. But even so. then, people don't place them in the nope. 70s. I feel like people, because they 80s. had a big hit with Living After Midnight, I think yeah. people place them at a certain mm-hmm. decade. And then they have like a year, and they always stayed just relevant enough and came out with a big new album every five or six years. Like they would always have a couple albums that were just, that didn't hit well at all. And right. then after a cut, two or three of those, they would have a big one. And that's just been their kind of career all the way going back from 1974 to 2018. So this is why I'm on the fence about it. Yeah. And I get that too. One of my favorites, but I would also think that they should be. See, I think they should already be in there. Maybe that's my, maybe that's my, I think that's my thing also. And (laughs) I see them like, cause Rob Halford even said he's honored about it. Like he's happy to be nominated again. Um, I say yes. And that would be a big name just because also what they stood for. I mean, when Rob Halford came out at, came out and is the front of a metal band at a time where that was not acceptable. Right. And people still stood behind the music that speaks volumes to like yeah. how big a, a deal Judas Priest is. Yeah. I feel so, like that's, yeah. yeah. I feel like he's just iconic simply for those reasons. Yeah. Um, and he still kills it on stage. So I he will. does. He yeah. does. I mean, people complain that he can't do painkiller as loud and anymore. 
Well, he's 68 and he yeah, still knows how to deliver. So yeah. I mean, come on, people. Give him a break my, here. Your vocal cords get strained, you know? Right. I'm in my 30s, and my vocal cords are starting to go every now and then because of asthma. I can't imagine what I'll sound like in 60s. My throat hurts right now, and I even do anything. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> sitting talking. here. Yeah, I'm yeah. just sitting here talking. <laughs> uh, so, um, yes, for me, like, on the fence for you. Fair enough. Yes. Uh, following up Judas Priest, another one completely wildly different is Kraftwerk, who were also nominated last year. Man, that's tough again. I, I, my instinct is to say yes because okay. they're such a huge inspiration for other bands. I'm just kind of wondering if that's a good enough reason to be put in the Rock and Roll <sighs> Hall of Fame. Just because I don't like them individually, I don't. I I I acknowledge their inspiration and their right. kind of innovation in music. They're not one of my favorites, and so I don't know if just being inspirational in electronic you know synth stuff is that good enough and av yeah. avant-garde as well you know they are absolutely i mean for a german band who has been around for a long long time and they stayed relevant working for a for decades too people don't realize how many projects they were involved in not including their own albums and music right i think that's a big deal that adds to it also i mean they did soundtracks for movies video games i mean they did a lot more than people realize and i think that's very that's something that they probably don't get enough credit for i am mm -hmm. on the fence just because for the same logic behind the doobie brothers because if i'm only picking five i don't know if Kraftwerk stands out on top of others yeah yeah i don't know like it's that's a hard yeah, it's one so strange. So. it's like my instinct is to be like well yeah because they're a huge influence, but but then also like, wait a minute, I don't really listen to Kraftwerk, which yeah. as a goth I understand is very <laughs> yeah. uh, just never never really got into that band. So I it's I'm on the fence about it. I still haven't picked my five, but mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not sure. On yeah, I'm writing down a short list right now. Then I'll narrow that down yeah. to five. But I think I, I get Depeche what you're saying. Mode and caps, you know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Depeche Mode <laughs> mandatory. Okay, the mandatory. Yep. Okay, so following up Kraftwerk after that is MC5. I'm not familiar with this band. You are going okay, to have is, to educate this me. This is back in the day with Kick Out the Jams and things like that. So way this was an old 60s band. I mean, they've been oh. covered more times than I think people can even understand and count. Okay. Um, they, were, they were an American rock band. Like this was like, oh, like think early, mid, I, I want to say late 60s, probably like late 60s, early 70s. I mean, kick out the jams and so many other different songs. Like this was a band that a lot of people covered and were influenced by, mm -hmm. and then just exceeded with by covering their stuff. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, and this was a. If I'm pretty sure it's a Detroit-based band too. I'm not positive on that, but like okay. again, like they're known for hits and influencing many, many, many other bands. Yeah, they're out of Michigan. Yeah, uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, specifically Lincoln Park, Michigan. But yeah, we can say we can just say Detroit, probably. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I mean, they had their yeah, uh, they had them, their singles. They def they were a singles band for sure, and they really were way ahead of their time on that garage rock sound. Mm -hmm. Like in that actual, just like four guys playing in a small club, jamming their heads off. Way ahead of that, especially in the '60s mm -hmm. and '70s. So the thing is, though, this is just me personally. With MC5, I see them as a singles band. I see them as a big influence. I don't know if their music all enough is enough to really clarify them for a Hall of Fame induction, right. especially this year. Yeah, I, that kind of sounds like where I kind of stand with Kraftwerk. 
because yeah. I'm not sure like what the parameters would be. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't I I can't say either way because I don't I'm not familiar enough with the band. Right. So this right. would not be on my top five at all, just for just for that reason. Gotcha. Fair enough. So following up MC5 against something solely different, totally different, and also representing the metal side is Moed. I mean, and this how, is a many, band. how many big metal bands are in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? There's a decent amount, but not many. Metal's usually not as represented in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as much. Tons of nominations, not right. as many inductions. And Motorhead, let's be honest, it's Lemmy. Lemmy it's is Lemmy. the reason for the nomination. There's no other yeah. way to put it politely. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has made a statement saying they're inducting all of Motorhead, which is great, but at the same time, Man, as much as I really enjoy Motorhead, even I can say Motorhead had a lot of albums that didn't do much. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Like, I want to say yes and be cool and say yeah, yes. I, I, that's the know? thing, too. It's like Lemmy is such an icon. He's a character. Like, how yeah. can you say no to Lemmy? Lemmy is God. But at the same time, it's like, okay, Motorhead has like a greatest hits collection. <laughs> What? You know, I think we're I think we're in an area where it's not always about the music. It's sometimes about the band and their legacy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I would. I oh man, I'm so uncool. (laughs) I would personally say no to Motorhead as a band. Yeah, I'm sorry, everyone. I feel feel uncool and bad for saying that. I see. As for me, like. I would be happy if they got in. If they didn't get in, I'd feel I would not be bothered by it. And this is coming yeah. from someone who enjoys Motorhead. But like, if you're only going to pick one metal band off this list and Judas Priest is on the hierarchy, I would pick Judas Priest over Motorhead. I would too. I would pick Judas Priest over Motorhead. If Motorhead got in, uh, like you, I wouldn't be unhappy. I'd be right. happy about yeah. it. And um, it would, and like, it would make sense to a lot of people. I just don't see the clamoring for it. Yeah, that same here. I agree. And someone who's not clamoring about their own dog nomination is Nine Inch Nails. (laughs) Dude, I want them to get in. Okay, I know. I I do too, just because (laughs) I want want them to tie up Trent Reznor and force him to give an acceptance speech. I do too. (laughs) I need to see that. Are they trolling him? Well, they're doing a really good job if they are. That's amazing. Because now Trent Reznor is all riled up about it again. For those unaware, um, Trent Reznor thinks the most uncool thing you can have be is nominated and inducted into a Hall of Fame for rock and roll. It's true. He's a little stingy. He kind of <laughs> let up a bit with The Cure because yes. he, he did say that part of the reason he's so sour about it is like, why can't The Cure be yep. in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And then they got inducted. He kind of eased, you know, he's professional about it in his speech. He did not be, sh- he wasn't shy about saying, I don't typically no. like these kind of things. But he did dial it back and he was he respectful, did. gave a great speech. And he then did. they go, and and then he gets oh, again. <laughs> I so now, I yeah. love it. See, I'm a big Nine Inch Nails fan, big time. Yeah, I think they belong in just because again, how much Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, even going all the way back to the early days, how mm. much they have been able to literally not be specified by any genre limitations, and mm. they made whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, Nine Inch Nails is always ahead of their time. 
um, always innovative with their sound, with their music yes. videos, with their lyrics, yeah. all, all of those things. Always. Mm -hmm. uh, Trent Reznor was always invested in moving forward, but on his own, in his own way, like right. on his own terms, doing what he wants to do. Yeah. But, uh, but still wants to evolve and wants to yeah. know the tech and big proponent of uh, kind of synthesizers and digital music, you know, yes. making things digitally. He's and being able to not just have that overtake the music, but actually imply it with the hard yeah. rock and metal side of music too. He like meshed it perfectly. And yeah. I would just say this Nine Inch Nails is the antithesis of a boardroom band where you have like a band in a boardroom with the label executives all trying to figure out plans for an upcoming album and what to do, what to wear, who to say, who to interview with, what direction you want to go. I think I feel like Trent Reznor would rather die than have to sit in one of those. <laughs> There are some things worse than death. If one of them is Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Yes. <laughs> you, know what, you know what something interesting is that that I think speaks a lot for Nine Inch Nails? I'm a huge fan, so I follow all of, all of the albums, and I love Trent mm -hmm. Reznor. I ask people what year they think Pretty Hate Machine came out. I was just going to say that. Yep. I was. And that's what I was. They in the 90s, always. Yep. Nope. And that's what I was going to point to, like, a little surprise for you. Because like, now that you know, it's not as much big of a surprise, but... It was today, October 20th, 1989, that Pretty Hate Machine came out. 30 oh. years to the day. 30 years to the day. Oh, my that is God. Correct. I have to, like, I have to celebrate. I have to go mm -hmm. listen to that. That album is amazing. For Where's Head Like a Hole? I need to find Head Like a Hole. Yeah, I love, I love Head Like a Hole. I love everything on Pretty Hate Machine. It's a brilliant album, and it doesn't it sound like it's from 89 at all. No. If you think and back about the what hair was metal popular, days, uh-uh. Yeah, what was popular in 89, and it wasn't anything that sounded like Nine Inch Nails. And, exactly. Uh, so They're such a moody sound, they are. too. Yeah. Especially that one, too, because that was a lot more anger and, like, ferocity yeah. in their in their music. Nihilism, yeah. Yes, exactly. That's back when Richard yeah. Patrick was still a part of the band, who later led on to be filter, be a part of Filter, and that's his band. Okay, nice. Um, nice. Yeah, but yeah, 30 years ago to the day. Oh, my gosh. It's, I just... Uh, they, they have gotten me through Depression Times, Nine Inch Nails, mm -hmm. the angry songs, and some of the sad songs. They're just one of those bands. And also, it's it's a little weird. But they're also an aphrodisiac band for me. I have heard that. Yeah. It's about, like angry sex. It's angry it's, sex band. It's the music too. Like the actual rhythm yeah. with so much going on. And especially if you've seen Nine Inch Nails live, you see women get into it. Oh, yeah. We love our Trent Reznor. <laughs> I, when I saw them live in 2017, like I was a photographer, so I was up front. But I remember mm -hmm. looking back at the crowd, those women would have done anything to jump that barricade. Yes. I, I would tap that. I would smash it. <laughs> uh, he aged really well. He uh, has, and like for all, like <laughs> for how much damage he had, like admittedly done to himself in the early '90s. After he got clean, he stayed clean. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's awesome. You no, know, so did Robert Smith, but he he looks okay for himself. That's oh, what I'll say about Robert Smith. <laughs> Robert Smith looks okay for Robert Smith. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was like the best mom answer for like when you had those bad like school picture photos taken and like know, you just right? look awful in the school photos for the yearbook. Well, you look good for you, honey. He That's looked, what matters. Good for him, actually, he looked pretty damn good at Pasadena uh, Daydream Festival. Yeah. Actually, better than than normal. So That's good. But I he had some time thing, to rest though. and recover. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't smash Robert Smith. I love him. I love him so much. But would I be, would. 
no, it would be tough. I would smash Trent Reznor though. For yeah, yeah right now, Trent Reznor, if you're listening, hi. <laughs> I'm pushing up roses. How do I hashtag this so we get Trent Reznor's attention? <laughs> I don't know if he even likes social media that much. See, because I, I shot Nine Inch Nails a couple of years ago. I got really good photos of him. Like I have one hanging up in my uh, house. I have him like in the back of my videos sometimes. Nice. Um, at the same time, how do I at Trent Reznor on Twitter? Hey, Trent, we have a proposition for you. Check out the podcast <laughs> at this timestamp. <laughs> I'll do it for free. I won't even charge him. <laughs> 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 whatever you want trent i'll come to, i'll drive to you um yes, I'll, I'll bring you anything you. you want you want some coffee we'll head up a starbucks it's yeah, fine there you go. this is fine <laughs> well at starbucks even what do at i care <laughs> that would be amazing oh trent uh, I love you so. so i feel like um so I, it's a no yeah <laughs> So See, me, it's a yes, but if they don't get in, I don't mind for the specific reason, because if Trent doesn't care, why should I? Yeah, true. Like, I will be thrilled to see Nine Inch Nails get in, but I know Trent doesn't give a shit. You know what, though? There's yeah. a little place in his heart where he mm -hmm. gives a shit. But yeah. the majority I think now, doesn't. I think know? now, after, after years have passed... He's had so much success in so many other areas, and now the cure's in, and he got yes. to do it, like the speech and stuff for the cure and things like that. I think now he might have been softened a little, like the Grinch. I think so too. I mean, don't you want to be by your man, Robert? Be together in the rock. And <laughs> oh, and if Robert inducted Nine Inch Nails, I don't think we can trust Robert to do that. <laughs> you know, Trent would let that happen, though. You know, he would probably demand that. He'll let it happen, but Robert will just be like trying to find the words and will be like, oh God, Robert. That's why <laughs> That's Trent wants to go in. He'd only <laughs> go in if Robert Smith gets to do the speech and Robert has to speak for a minimum of 10 minutes. Oh no. <laughs> Trent has his feet up eating popcorn in the front row, just right? waiting to get called up. <laughs> oh God. I kind of want to see it though, for real. I do too. I mean, it'd, it'd be too good not to. So <laughs> I say yes, but at the same time, I'm not going to be heartbroken if they don't, just for that specific reason. So same, same. Okay. So moving on along with Whitney Houston, here's the other, like the second out of left field nomination. However, you can't deny the man's huge impact in music, the notorious B.I.G. Yeah, I feel like this kind of goes out of my depth. And I'm a music mm -hmm. person. I listen to d just about anything, anything and everything. But I'm a little out of my depth when it yeah. comes to rap, I think. Um, but that being said, though, his legacy is so strong. Right. I See, I, he, my thing is, like, his, he was young. That's the thing, too, before, like, when he passed away, he was still young. And he had that big of an impact that fast for, like, a two or three year span. Right. And it's still talked about today. I want to see uh, how old he was when he passed away. Okay. Okay, so he 25? He was 25 years old. It looks old. like 25. No, 24. Yeah. He was 24. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Almost 25. Yep. So he was only 24 years old when he died. Wow, that's awful. Isn't as awful as it is, and the circumstances of how he died he still had that big of an impact in music that fast and that at that time frame in the mid and early nineties. Yeah. I, I don't know if I have room. I don't even know who's on my short list here anymore. Um, we'll go over it to the end too. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah. point, but at the same time, cause like when we have like the visual for the whole board, I would say no, 
it's it's so hard to say because for that specific reason he it was such a short time frame that he was so huge but at the right. same time when you're looking at the hall of fame i always see that as more as longevity and people and bands or artists that contribute out throughout the years right that's my only reasoning for why i would say no this time yeah, I suppose because his his legacy has lasted from the 90s until now, I guess you could kind of say that it's been long lasting, but he hasn't been making music that was Exactly. Long. So it's it's very yeah. different than like other like a 9 inch yeah. nails who has consistently like every 5 years ago like does an album or something completely unique. So right. And obvious circumstances apply, but at the same time, I would just say no this time. I don't know. That's just me though. Same, I would say no this time, but it's a tempting yes. Just yeah, I agree. Just because he is considered uh, mm -hmm. such a talent in his genre. But I it's, agree. It's a no for me personally, though. Yeah. And then we have, following that, Rufus featuring Chaka Khan, who was nominated last year also. I don't know. I love Chaka Khan, though. <sighs> See, Because we know when we talk about Rufus, we're really talking about Chaka Khan. Exactly. I, Rufus yeah. was literally the secondary, even though his name comes first. But nobody thinks about that. <laughs> like, nope, not even I close. Know. I agree. I'm just saying Rufus is the secondary name in Rufus featuring Shaka Khan, even though it is Rufus. I actually feel, and this is going to sound mean, and I'm sorry, Rufus, but I would rather it just be Shaka Khan as a singular person. The shade thrown at Rufus. No, I don't know. I'm I, sorry, I, I get what you're saying. I'm uh, sorry because, for the band. <laughs> I know, because without Shaka, I mean, without Rufus, Shaka Khan would not have that board or that yeah. diving the uh launch pad to go however at the yeah. same time let's be honest no one cared about rufus that much it's true i mean we're, <laughs> we're just being honest <laughs> i don't know how i don't know how politely to say that i know i know that's, I mean, and that's harsh and what do they care they don't care what i think so at the same time and this is their second nomination i say no on this I list say no. i say no yeah yep i say no sorry again this. Yeah, sorry, Rufus. <laughs> you can just, yeah, I don't know. No other way Keep to say trying. it. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> maybe after 10 years of nominations, they'll finally let you in, like on, <laughs> opening, on the opening of the show. Oh, man. Just something like that. So following Rufus and Chaka Khan, we have Todd, Todd Rundgren, who Todd for Rundgren. a lot of people that may not know, you want to talk about a long career. Mm-hmm. I mean, doing a lot more in music than people give credit. I mean, he played many instruments. He did a lot of producing. He did a ton of stuff outside of his own music. It's a very hard yes for me, yeah. for Todd Rundgren. I, he was nominated I last year, too. Yeah, I, I, and I don't, I don't know if I, I think I was just too excited about The Cure last year to, <laughs> to get yeah, excited to about other things. Yeah. Fair enough. It's it's a definite yes for me. He is his songs are iconic. His look yeah. is iconic. Yeah, I mean he he his most recent album came out in 2017, and he has stayed consistent since the 70s yes. with solo albums. And those songs are timeless. Um, they are, and they're beautiful, and they're sad, and they're just everything I want in music. They are. <laughs> I mean, the thing is too with Todd Rundgren, he is the perfect example of a man like you. Like a lot of people don't remember his name. They know his right. music though. They definitely do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Todd Rundgren is kind of a strange name. Once you know it, you know it. Yeah. But if you've never been familiar with, you know, a lot of people don't even place any face to those songs. They don't know that they he don't. was flamboyant and the way he dressed and presented. Mm -hmm. 
you know, they just hear like his music stood out because it, like, you know, yeah, like if this was today, like his music, like if he wasn't as big of a name in the seventies, like he came out in the two thousands, his music would be in the background of every commercial, every TV event, every movie. That's the type of stuff he just had such an impact on. His music is what stood out, not him, even though he was such a, he was a figure. I mean, he was such yeah. a unique figure and all the music he helped contribute to. I mean, he did stuff for Meatloaf with Bad Outta Hell. Right. right. That's big. Though That's a big name to, like, to be really involved with. He did stuff. I, I'm correct. He did stuff with Cheap Trick, too. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I'd have to. I'd have to. I'd have to look it up with which specific one, but still, he was making his own music while helping with production and creation yep. for other huge names. Yeah. He's just so, a um, really master of all trades. He I is, yes. Like jack, of the music industry, not just a, yeah. like a musician or a band. No, he is the music industry all rolled up. Yeah. I actually so. covered uh, one of his songs for my patrons because I'll do a purr sings sometimes. Oh, okay. I covered I Saw the Light. Beautiful song. Uh, yeah. Great voice. Beautiful voice. You know, mm -hmm. very distinctive. So, yeah, that's that's on my short list. That's a hard yes. Okay. Yeah. I would say yes, too. Um, I know I like, again, it's not even so much. I enjoy all his music, but it's like everything he was involved when in is what pushes me over the uh, edge for that one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's just, yeah. So that's the reason why. And then following Todd Rundgren is Soundgarden. And that might be, that's a hard yes for me, but that's probably my most bias coming out. Oh, sure. I mean, from the late eighties all the way to 2012. I mean, for, even though they had such a big break and then with, um, Chris Cornell going off to do Audio Slave. Everything Chris Cornell touched turned to gold. Mm -hmm. And that is such a rare thing to have. And even when Soundgarden was planning on making the return in 2017, they were working on new stuff. They had a big tour going out. I, that's like, if anyone's seen pictures of it, I have a big piece because I got to shoot Soundgarden on the, on the, like, literally less than three weeks before Chris Cornell died. Oh my God. That's and sad I have a and, and amazing. Right? It is. I remember what I found out because I have in my house, I, I'll take a picture and post it on GetRock.net with this actual post. I have the t-shirt framed from the tour that I bought at that festival and half the dates on the back of the t-shirt never happened. Yeah. Oh my God. And then I have two pictures like with it that I took of Chris Cornell. So, I mean, I am a bad Motorfinger fan to the day I die. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. I mean, but there's so much to go in with Soundgarden for me. So I could go on and on, but Soundgarden's a hard yes for me. I don't know how you feel, though. I don't know. Okay, I, fair I enough. Love, <laughs> I love Chris Cornell. His voice mm -hmm. is one of the best grunge voices. It's not only grungy, but it has range. Yes. Um, he can belt it out or he can be very soft with, you know, yes. with Audio Slave, uh, you know, like a stone, very soft. He knows how to do a solo. Um, I, and I... I, I think what's happening with me is I like Chris Cornell more than Soundgarden as an entity. I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah because I liked him with, I liked it when he um, collabed with Eddie Vedder. Um, yeah, Temple I of liked Dog. it when he started. Yeah, yes. Love that song. I love belting out that song in the most cheesy way possible. Because <laughs> you know how Eddie Vedder do. Yes. I, oh, yeah. I mean, those places. 10 is one of my favorite albums of all time. And yeah, I'm not I even a huge diehard Pearl Jam fan. 10 is one of my favorite albums, though. So yeah. the next time, like if like uh, you, myself, Dom, all got together a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. the next time we go out to eat, we're going to sing the parts of Hunger Strike. Oh, my God. Let's do while it. While waiting for the food. What's Dom going to do? 
look there confused and really <laughs> awkward and uncomfortable, which only makes it better for me. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, and like, I... oh my gosh, and this is really bad. Like, say bread gets served to the table next to us. <laughs> I don't mind stealing bread. Just take a piece from the oh table. Oh my god. <laughs> The, what am I talking about? Dom's going to hold the camera and the microphone. That's what Dom's going to do. We're going to serenade everyone and record it. It'll be a perk. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's where I'm at. Because I do love Soundgarden. Yes. Um, I get I what you mean, think, though. I mean, yeah, I think I just like Chris Cornell as, as more of an artist and mm -hmm. a, a talent. Then then Soundgarden, the band. Like, let me ask this, because like something like Stevie Nicks, who has been inducted and Fleetwood Mac has been inducted and they're both in the right. hall of fame together in like individually and together as a band. Would right. you put Chris Cornell in the hall of fame as an individual? Eventually I would. Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if now, but I would mm -hmm. eventually for sure. In the future. Yeah. I, I can honestly say though, um, without Chris Cornell's Soundgarden would not gotten a fraction of the attention that they got. Agreed. Even from the early days. I mean, that's just how it is. But at the same time, everyone in Soundgarden has more than enough merit to hold their own. I agree, too. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a no for me right now. But in the Fair future, enough. it would probably be a yes. Yeah. So for me, that's a yes. And so I, I get the logic, though, behind that. So following Soundgarden. You know if, if it Real quick, if it was Alice in Chains, that would have been a hard yes for me. Okay. Just FYI. Gotcha. Yeah. In terms okay, of grunge. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. And they're still going. I mean... They, they've been playing this year, I mean, with their new singer, with William Duvall, who mm -hmm. I know people have different opinions on. He does a dang good job of filling in. That's awesome. The, I, that's a hard role to fill, you know? It, yes, it is. And he does a really good job of filling in with some of those old songs while making their own new ones, too, because they have three albums now with William Duvall. That's wow. I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm, 2012, 2015, and they had one come out last year, too. Well, shit. Mm -hmm. they're, they're solid stuff. This last one had some pretty good songs on there, too, so... I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I'll send you a link to one of them called The One You Know. Okay. Yeah, I'll send you a link to that. It's really good. So after that, we have T-Rex. Um, <laughs> I know one if of I, songs. Okay, if I had the songs. I know, on. like, if I had the live, <laughs> um, like, if this was, like, a radio station, I, if I had the live crickets button to play the cricket sound effects, this is when I would have pushed it. <laughs> I mean, are we on the same page here? Because it's a no for me. <laughs> it's a no for me, too. Sorry, T-Rex. Like, I'm sorry. This, look at the list. I mean, when you look at the overall, this one sticks out like a, um, did someone just put this randomly? Like, they just <laughs> wanted to have, like, an even number of names. So, like, on this each side. So, they just thought of T-Rex and just put it there. Maybe we're, are we missing something? Fan, I, I mean, hyper fans of T-Rex, please come forward. Yeah, hyper fans of T-Rex. <laughs> uh, are you are, out there? <laughs> I mean, they were a six. I remember them being a 60s band. I remember if they were, yeah. I think they were part of the British Invasion too. I, I remember the quote music video for Bang a Gong. I remember seeing Elton John playing alongside with them. That's all I remember. That's all That's I remember, all I too. I mean, when your biggest thing is association with Elton John. Yeah. Ew. I sorry. don't even like being a gong that much. <laughs> so sorry, T-Rex. Guys, I have a decent memory. I am trying my best to think of another T-Rex song, and I cannot think of one. 
can't either. <laughs> and I'm a music person. I've got a memory, like it, a crazy good memory. And I'm just not, it's not happening. Roses <laughs> and I would politely say no to T-Rex for the 2020 Hall of Fame. I am a very, very sympathetic no. Yes. An honorable nod to T-Rex for what they did. However, um, we every other artist on this list that would <laughs> go first. Indeed. Yeah, so no, no, that's all there is to that. And then <laughs> capping off the 2020 nominees is Thin Lizzy. It's, uh, with respect, mm -hmm. it's a no for me. With respect. Same with me. It's yeah. a no, not this year for me. Yeah. I, I can see them eventually being, I can't. Yeah. being in there. I really can. It's just a no right now. And I, honestly, if I hear the boys are back in town one more time, I'm going to go postal. Oh, like, are you kidding? I, I, I just, Ugh. No, I know. I know it's blasphemous. I really do. I, I just can't do it. <laughs> I'm joking around because I'm saying this. Of all, You know how everyone covers everything now? Like Africa has been covered 500 times by Toto. Yep. Yep. I am shocked the Boys Are Back in Town has not been covered yet by some like douchey butt rock band or like some real yeah. metal band. I because, oh my gosh. Done with, I think when we're done with Toto, we'll move on to Thin Lizzy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, because they got a few. And the boys are back in town. That's just, I can just envision so many drunk after like post-college graduate guys. And I mean that like they just graduated college, but they still want to act like they're in college. Guys at the bar screaming the lyrics to the boys are back in town while drunk. Yep. And I just see that. <laughs> and if it's, and if it's covered by like. friends liked it. So I'm, I'm, oh, <laughs> oh, so you I have can't. another association. With I this. have a real bad association with Thin Lizzy. Uh, yeah, I just see like a five finger death punch covering Thin Lizzy or something like that. It's going to happen. We just we I, have I just to get Africa it. out of our systems. Yes. How is it not? How is it still a thing? You know what? I've, I've had conversations about this phenomenon, let's call it. And I think it's because Africa is a good song. So mm -hmm. every time a new generation hear it, hears it, it just gets recycled all over again. Yeah, that's true. It's never going to leave. It just no. never going to leave. Uh, it got memed too much, and then too many bands saw money in it, and now it's just a marketing ploy. Yeah, I did. I did see Toto in concert a few years ago, and it was great. Huh. But that, yeah, no, it was great. They did did a great Rosanna, you know. Okay, so it's a real, real, real banging. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I'm sick of it. I'm just, I'm, I'm sick of it. I so. agree. So. Yeah. Um, so that was the list of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions for 2020. The nominees, I should say. Yes. So now, Roses, do you have the list in front of you? I, d I do. And I have my, sh I have my top five. I was able okay, to Okay, I have that. five as well. I had six listed and I narrowed it down to five. So we'll go, we'll, we'll trade off one by one. How's that work? All right. Sounds good. Okay. I'll go first. I'll let you go first. Ladies first. Oh, thank you. It is, mm -hmm. uh, my first pick is Pat Benatar. Same. So we agree on that one. Yes. Pat Benatar, number one for sure. Um, another pick for me, and then we'll trade off Depeche Mode. Yep, Depeche Mode for okay. me as well. That's the second on my list. So we agree for two. Okay, this one we probably disagree with. I say Judas Priest. Nope, I do okay. not. Okay, I have I have Nine Inch Nails as my. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, man, that's all. Like that's the one I was kind of like debating between Nine Inch Nails and Todd Rundgren. That's a tough choice. That is. A very um, tough choice. Number four for me, and that I know you don't have one, is Soundgarden. Yeah, I have Todd Rundgren for. Okay, so you have Todd Rundgren. And who's your number five? 
Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Okay, yep. so you that's your top five. So read read off your top five one more so that way people can. And by the way, these are not five. these are not ranked by it by yeah. like. These it's are just, just the group of five. Yeah, this yeah, is this just is the list. Yeah. So it is Pat Benatar, Depeche Mode, Nine Inch Nails, Todd Rundgren, and Whitney Houston. Okay. As for me, it would be Pat Benatar, Depeche Mode, Judas Priest, Soundgarden, and oh, I have to go with Nine Inch Nails. Nice. So we agreed Todd on Rundgren. three of them. Yeah, we agreed. We agreed on a lot of these, and we also said no to quite a few. Again, sorry, yeah. T Rex, but we have literally <laughs> nothing we can add. And I would like to say Tom Rudgren does deserve to be all in the Hall of Fame, but I would just say the five I picked first. Yeah, it's all it all comes down per- to personal preference anyway, I think. Yeah. Uh, but I think some of the ones we agreed on should absolutely 100% be agreed mm-hmm. on by everyone listening. So <laughs> Honestly, you're not doing your life right if you don't agree with us on a lot of these. I know. I, I, can I at least persuade people on Depeche Mode? Like, come on. I feel like that. I feel like the variety we have too on both our respective lists. We have three of the five are the same, but that's yeah. a good variety for inductions, also. Yeah, I think so too. And I just i I gotta put Whitney on there just as a as a woman as well, who's an mm-hmm. icon. I mean, I'm not saying I'm an icon, but as somebody who um, who looks up to iconic women like that, she's she's just got to be there uh, um, along with Pat Benatar. Roses, so I think that's you the- are roses. You are the Whitney Houston. Of YouTube video gaming and Golden Girls and everything else on your channel for YouTube. Thank you. I'll try not to die. Oh my goodness! (laughs) Took that way further than I meant. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean you were going to have the exact outcome of Whitney Houston. (laughs) Sheesh. Sorry, but it's true. I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to be that skilled, talented woman that people want to be. That makes. That's me. That makes content that is something you can go back to over and over again. Timeless. Yes, timeless. So there you go. <laughs> oh, my timeless murder she wrote videos. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. come on. Hey, um, Golden timeless. Girls has not only had a resurgence, it is popular now. That's true. There's That's true. no denying it. I mean, I told you about this before, the Golden Girls Cruise. Yes. And oh my goodness. like a puppet show. Um, <laughs> I did so see that. Yeah. Is that like, I don't know if that's Broadway, but I actually saw like the actual suits and like the black suited car- like puppeteers like holding the puppets. Nice. Oh my gosh. So that is, that's going to be something to see too, just to see that. I could just imagine on the cruise though, like nightly watchings, like two hours of just watching random episodes with hundreds of people on a cruise boat. Right. Oh my that gosh. Sounds wonder- it sounds wonderful. <laughs> That sounds like everything I've ever dreamed of. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I don't think it's on. I don't think the puppet shows on Broadway or anything. I don't think so either. I just saw like it was like a show that has fully like been fully produced and is going to start doing stuff. Okay, I'm they're, too curious. They're playing I'll... in Milwaukee. Of all not places? Far, far, yeah, Milwaukee, which is not far for me. So. It's like an hour and a half, two hours, right? It's like, yeah, hour and a half for me to Milwaukee. Man, Golden Girls Puppet Show is going to be in my search history now. It sure is. <laughs> That's what you get for talking, uh, like having me on your show and talking. I, I know. Hey, I like. Yeah. There's like YouTube clip. There's clips on YouTube from Playbill and from ABC News on YouTube and stuff like that. So 
Oh, it looks like they're going to Pittsburgh and Cincinnati too. So they actually have okay. multiple areas. So don't yeah, you fret, Golden Girls fans around the country and puppet show fans. You're getting <laughs> everything you want in your city. I'm sure there's a ton of crossover here. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I hope there is. Because you know what? I'm going to tell you all something. I love Nine Inch Nails. And I also love the Golden Girls. And you can love both and not be ashamed. I can see Blanche being a Trent Reznor fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The same way I'm a Trent Reznor fan. <laughs> the exact same way. Yep. <laughs> With that being said, I leave the question for you. Please leave comments. Who do you think should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? For the entire, if you're listening to this on YouTube, I'm going to have the actual card with all the lists on the video so that way you can see as we go through the list one by one, but that way you can actually have something to reference. Do you agree with Roses and myself? If not, what are you doing? Also, if you're T-Rex, I'm sorry. <laughs> he T-Rex the group, the one like the members actually have children and they're like hitting us up on YouTube. Who do you think you are? <laughs> like hide from the internet. Hey guys, I'm on an internet break. <laughs> uh, the guys from T-Rex are after me. I got to get out of here. Like I go. <laughs> Uh, that being said, I want to thank everyone for listening. I especially want to thank Roses for coming on and taking some time to do this. Um, this is a type of thing like now that I look, say what you want about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's always interesting to see who they consider and who they nominate and who they want to be in. Um, we won't find out for a little while. I know voting, public voting is still up. And I know if I'm correct, Pat Benatar, Soundgarden, and I want to say Nine Inch Nails are way high up there. I could be wrong okay. about that now, though. But it's cool to see Pat Benatar up there, though. I actually do think she should have been in years ago. Yes, yes, absolutely agreed. So, Roses, would you please tell everyone listening where they can find your fantastic Golden Girls and video game and everything else content? You can find me at youtube.com slash pushing up roses, just the way it sounds. Perfect. I'll have links in the YouTube card and on GetRock.net. Please subscribe and check out her channel. Please give her advice on how she can approach Trent Reznor because, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, we got to make it happen now. She Preferably put the in a non-creepy way. way, but if it gets creepy, I She'll mean, take what you can get. Yeah. <laughs> if, it gets, if it comes down to it, I'll do whatever. I'm just saying I would prefer a positive experience for everyone involved yeah so preferably like you know let's we keep it friendly yeah exactly we don't want to have a restraining order on you yes no <laughs> see there you go so that being said thank you all for listening thank you again roses and just so roses and i can feel old because we're about the same age pretty hate machine came out 30 years ago to the day crap <laughs> <laughs> so old <laughs> <laughs>